Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 12 of Genesis chapter 6. And we're going to be reading verses 8 and 9. Genesis 6, verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of Jehovah. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And I'll stop reading there. In our last study, we discussed uh, a little bit how um, God's salvation program was in effect at the time of the days of Noah in the time period before the flood, just as it is today. There is no difference whatsoever from the very beginning when when God saved Abel. Uh, for all we know, he was the first one that God saved, the first person out of mankind, until God saved the last one before he shut the door of heaven on May 21, 2011. And all in between, every person that God has saved has always been saved the same way. Yes, there's different language the Bible uses to describe it, such as we're justified by the faith of Christ or his righteousness or by the grace of God. And God saves sinners by grace because sinners do not deserve salvation. There has never been a sinner, and and a sinner is someone who has transgressed the law of God, become a rebel, an offender, and and has um, brought him or herself under the wrath of God and is subject to the penalty of death because the wages of sin is death. There has never been a single instance where a sinner has obtained the salvation of God through any other way other than grace. That is, no sinner has ever earned God's salvation. No one has ever sacrificed enough sacrificial animals to obtain God's salvation. God reveals in the book of Hebrews that no man was ever justified by the Old Testament sacrifices. No man has ever kept the law of God sufficiently, and it would have to be perfect if you go down that road and attempting to get right with God through the keeping of his law, then you must keep the whole law, the entire law. And there's never been a single individual who has been justified by the law. That's why God says in Galatians 2.16 that no man is justified by works, the works of the law. No man has ever obtained righteousness through 
his own good works. And a good work is defined as an act of obedience regarding the law of God, or a response of obedience to God's commands. It's never happened. So there are none that deserve it, that is God's salvation, none who have earned it, who have worked for it. There is actually no possible way for a sinner to enter into the kingdom of heaven and to live forever and to enjoy God's wonderful salvation plan through his own merit. It is an impossibility. And that's why Jesus said that for man it is impossible. But then he he added, and this is where salvation enters in through the additional statement, with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. You see, we're, we're not born by the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The condition always points to God himself as the one that does the saving. God will have mercy upon whom God will have mercy. He will have compassion upon whom he will have compassion. This is all related to his wonderful grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of Jehovah. And it was necessary that he find grace in God's eyes. Notice how it points that out to us. Uh, it, It doesn't just say Noah found grace with Jehovah or with God. But he found grace in the eyes of Jehovah. Why does God tell us that? Well, because what has God's eyes seen? What have Jehovah's eyes witnessed concerning mankind? Well, if we go to Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, verse 13, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So the all-seeing God, the all-knowing Jehovah, has seen what man has done. He has seen the evil, the violence, the hatred, the lust, the evil desires. He he has seen all the wicked acts man has been involved in. He's heard all of the evil words men have spoken. And more than that, he's looked down with his penetrating gaze, with those all-seeing eyes inwardly into the hearts of men, and he sees the desperate, wicked nature of every human being, conceived in sin, born speaking lies, that is everyone who has ever lived. These are 
the things that the eyes of Jehovah sees. And that's why it's necessary that Noah found grace in the eyes of Jehovah. Because Noah, again, I know we're we're stressing this, but it needs to be stressed, that Noah was like the people that perished in the flood. He, he was similar in that he was a sinner also. And the only reason that Noah did not die in the flood and himself come under the wrath of God was because of God granting him this special favor. That is, God looked favorably upon the man Noah due to his grace due to his uh, magnificent salvation program of choosing certain people before the foundation of the world to save, and then for nothing in them, but only because God determined to have a people for himself, a, a, a holy people. He would make them holy. He would clean them. He would make them righteous. He, he would take away all sin by paying for it himself, by paying the wages of sin, which is death, himself, and, and thereby justifying them, making them, as it says of Noah, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. Well, why was Noah a just man and perfect? Because God made him just and perfect rather than uh, him remaining as the rest of the world unjust and imperfect, unrighteous and without holiness. God saved him and again bestowed this wonderful mercy, this glorious thing the Bible calls grace upon him. And and so God cleaned him up. And now Noah was different. Noah would, would be an exception. He would not die in the flood. Now the word just in Genesis 6 verse 9 is um, 66-62 in Strong's Hebrew Concordance. And it's also translated as righteous. Actually, in the next chapter, in Genesis 7, it says in verse 1, And Jehovah said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. The word righteous is the same word translated as just. In Genesis 6-9, Noah was a just man. And that is, he was a righteous man. And and God brought him into the ark because he saw him righteous before him. And remember, uh, uh, he found grace before the eyes of Jehovah. God, again, is emphasizing seeing what he sees. When he looks upon Noah, or, or maybe it's better said, what he does not see is any sin. He can perform his scan that all 
all-encompassing scan that, that God does with a man. And, of course, when he does it with someone who's not one of his elect, he just sees uh, mountains of sin. He sees multitudes of iniquity. But when God searches the heart, when he searches a man like Noah, who has become saved by his grace, he performs the scan. It, it, uh, it reminds me, when you get a virus on your computer and you, you run the scan, if you have like a, a really good one, in God's case it would be perfect, and it, it searches your computer. It's something that we can't do ourselves. We, uh, you know, it, all these uh, pieces of data, uh, they're, they're unseen to us, but we get the proper software, we run it, it performs a thorough scan of the whole uh, system, and it comes up with uh, some corrupt files, and, and it says here, you want to get rid of these? Well, that's similar to what God has done. He has taken the whole ugly mass of a tumor of sin that, uh, that plagued mankind, and he has rid the one that he has saved from it all. He's removed it completely so that there is no more disease there is of sin there is no more plague of leprosy there there is no more corruption in the inner man god has uh, thoroughly completely performed a scan of the one he has saved and and so after salvation after that person has received a new born again soul which first john tells us is without sin it, it it is pure and holy and clean then when god comes at any point thereafter and he looks uh, upon one that he has saved they're righteous in his sight they're just in his sight he 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 finds no wickedness in them that and therefore he can say he's a noah is a just man and perfect in his generations. The same word just is also found in Genesis 18, where again it's translated as righteous, and it's translated as righteous several times. But we'll just look at Genesis 18 and verse 23, where it says, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked. And then he intercedes on behalf of Sodom because his nephew Lot is there. And remember the Bible tells us that, that Lot was righteous. And, and, and so the countdown commences. Uh, would you destroy the city of 50 righteous, 40 righteous? And, and the answer of God is no, he will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. And that's why he goes himself in the form of two angels and he warns Lot and Lot in turn warns his family and God brings the righteous Lot, um, uh, the, the true, the true child of God out of the city before God destroys it. And, and that's significant 
that God did not just go and destroy the city with Lot still within it. That would be far uh, for the Lord to do. He he would not do something like that. Uh, he will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. That's a biblical principle. And so it is with Noah and, and uh, his family. The righteous are put on board the ark. Then God destroys the wicked. And spiritually, that would mean that God would first have to save all to be saved, all the righteous, all of his elect, before bringing to pass Judgment Day. And, and that's what he, he did do. And that's why we say that all to be saved, the whole company of the elect were found. The great multitude completed the number of all those whose names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And then once the last one became saved, it, I'm sure it coincided with the end of the Great Tribulation and the shutting of the door of heaven. And now God will judge the wicked. But all of the elect, although remaining on the earth, yet are they themselves are safe and secure in Christ. And just as the ark typified Christ, Noah and his family were safe and secure in the ark or in Christ. And the elector within the safe chamber. And, and uh, as the Lord tells us in Isaiah 26, uh, hide yourselves for a little moment uh, until the indignation be overpassed. And, and so God's people are safely hid their life is hid with Christ, it says in Colossians, in salvation, so that we cannot be harmed or injured in any real way as we go through the judgment, as we go through this spiritual judgment that's come upon the world. Just as, again, Noah and his family were not harmed or injured, although they remained on the earth, going through the judgment of the flood. They weren't lifted up out of the world. They were not raptured. They were lifted up by the water. But they remain on the earth, in the ark. And and likewise, God's people remain on the earth in Christ as we go through this prolonged period of judgment day. Well, uh, let, let's take a look at Ecclesiastes chapter 7 that will reinforce what we've been saying about Noah. It says in Ecclesiastes 7, in verse 20, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Noah was a just man. Well, God says in this verse that Noah also sinned. He was a just man, but it's not possible for those that, that even become just or who are made just by the grace of God for them to do good. Yes, they will do good, but it's not possible for them to do good and sin not. That is, they will still be sinners. They will still, from time to time, 
fall into sin. David was a man after God's own heart, yet we know the the Bible tells us of sin he fell into. And and it's the same with Joseph or Daniel or Noah, these um, men of uh, great faith that God used mightily in their time, yet each one was a just man. And yet the Bible reveals, it doesn't um, um, perhaps tell us their particular sin, but it does tell us in Ecclesiastes 7 verse 20, that they were sinners still, and that they did commit sin while being a just man. That is, there's no exceptions to this. It's not possible for someone to be saved and still remaining in their physical body. And we know that in our physical body, we're unsaved. The body, the physical body, seeing corruption. And it's not possible for someone to become saved and then to um, to not sin in some way or form in word or deed or thought. Um, after salvation, uh, it's not possible for a just man to do good and to uh, be without sin. No, there is some sin that still that a just man commits, and yet when he does commit it, what does God see? Does God see the sin? No, no, because that sin too has been paid for and forgiven and is removed as far as the east is from the west. That sin too, Jesus died for, and and therefore it's cast into the depths of the sea, along with all the other ugly sins, and and it does not bring condemnation to the child of God. The, the child of God uh, in, in a day, let's say Noah, uh, after God saved him, he was a just man and perfect. He found grace in the eyes of, of the Lord. And, and the next day, he said something wrong. He he said something sinful, or he thought something sinful, or he did something sinful. Well, God does not now say Noah is um, uh, unjust and imperfect and no longer righteous in his sight. He, he doesn't say Noah has fallen from grace because of that. No, it, it's it's the same thing. It's the same God sees no sin on Noah. He he remains perfect in God's sight. The God may chastise him like he did David. He may correct him and and teach him uh, you're not to do this kind of thing. You're not to sin in that way. Yet Finally, when God looks at him, he sees no sin. If God saw sin in any way at any time, that would place the the man back under the wrath of God, and he would be destroyed like everyone else. And and yet, that's not how it works. With you know, we we really um, 
have uh, uh, just a too wonderful for words salvation plan that God has wrought for us, that God's mercy and grace, this salvation he's given us, is foolproof. And, and that's a good word, isn't it? Foolproof, because the natural uh, mind of man, the sinner is a fool. And and even if we, um, someone truly saved, were to go about and intentionally try uh, to um, abort the process or, or to um, cause damage to it, they, they change their mind, I don't want to live forever, they could not. It's impossible to thwart God's effort in what God has done. He has paid for all sin, past sins, present sins, and future sins. Remember, Jesus paid for these sins from the point of the foundation of the world before we were ever born. So, of course, he didn't just pay for our sins uh, the first 20 years of our life or up until the point of salvation. He paid for the entirety of them, the whole number of them, all that we would ever do, even after becoming saved, he paid in full. And and therefore, they're all gone and all washed and removed from us. And no matter how someone um, might, you know, man is good at uh, gumming up the works or messing things up, but no matter how someone might try, if they were truly one of God's elect, and and God extended the scepter of grace, and and uh, I have chosen you, uh, Jacob I have chosen, but Esau. Uh, is not chosen. If you're as Jacob and chosen, and God has also applied that that mercy and grace through the hearing of his word during the time when he was still saving, and at that point you were washed by the water of the word, and all iniquity is now and forever gone from you in the sight of God. And you and and I and all of God's elect stand in white, fine linen, robes of Christ's righteousness. We have his breastplate of righteousness upon us. We have his purity and holiness and perfection and righteousness and justice. And we might sin, but he never will. And 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 all of our sin even if we do sin again, has been accounted for. And and justice has been served for those sins because the law demands you sin, you must die. And Jesus did die on our behalf for each one of those sins. And, and so we don't um, continue to sin. The grace might may abound. We, we don't uh, sin because we're free to sin in a sense. No, it, it the love of Christ constrains us, and the new spirit God has placed within us gives us an ongoing desire to do the will of God, to keep His commandments, but not 
to obtain righteousness, but because God is so gracious and loving and kind and, and has blessed us so richly that, that it just flows out of us. We want to do the will of God. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.